Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo wah. Welcome to the show. I'm Chris Graham. I'm the co-host, and we've got Jerry Ratcliffe here, and this podcast will focus, at least here at the beginning and for a good bit of it, on the kind of breaking news that uh, Jerry Ratcliffe has had uh, for going on five decades here. Jerry, um, you got some basketball recruiting news uh, on the website today. Yeah, Chris, uh, just got off the phone earlier today with uh, Jaron Stevenson's dad, who um, was a very accomplished player himself at Richmond back uh, for uh, Coach uh, Dooley and Beeline back in a few years ago. I think he's, uh, I think he scored over two thousand points for the Spiders back back then, and uh, was a pretty darn good player. Played overseas. And uh, his son, Jaron, is uh, one of the top basketball prospects in the country. He's a 6'10 power forward. They're, they're down from in North Carolina. And uh, he is uh, narrowing things down a little bit. Um, and Virginia is right there in the mix, and which is – I would think is reason to celebrate if you're a Virginia fan because um, uh, he has made uh, four official visits to Georgetown, Missouri, Alabama last weekend. Uh, had a uh, came to Virginia. Uh, it was sometime in April, I think. I believe it was early April uh, for an official visit and. Um, They've been to Virginia several times unofficially and seem to like it. Um, they have, uh, I guess, one official visit left, which will be to North Carolina, which is his mom's alma mater. Uh, I think they're going there next week. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, should he come to Virginia, he would be the highest-ranked player that's ever come here uh, since they've invented the – point system or rating system, whatever you want to call it. Um, top 10, obviously, um, big-time player, uh, can shoot it, can dribble, can play defense, can rebound, um, just an advanced player. And he's in the midst of trying to – he and his dad and family are trying to uh, decide whether or not to reclassify for this class, uh, which means if they do that, it's going to have to be a pretty quick decision because those players report to their schools by mid-June, uh, which is a, a month away, essentially. And uh, uh, I, th I think there's something that they're strongly considering, according to his dad, uh, Gerard. And... Uh, I asked him uh, a lot about Virginia, and uh, they really like Tony Bennett and Jason Wilford. They really like what they've done with the program. They like the way they coach. They like the way they um, develop players. And I asked him specifically uh, what they're looking for in a home, a basketball home. And, and he said, well, you know um, – we want a coach who 
is has a reputation and and is really good at developing players and making them all they can be. And to me, that's got Tony Bennett written all over it. Uh, exactly the kind of guy that it sounds like that they're looking for. And uh, he, he gave me an example that you know sometimes we'll go to an all star camp and the coaches really don't know who Jaron is. Uh, and they'll tell him to just line up and do a drill, set a screen, and roll. They don't realize how developed this kid is, that he could just take it in from there and, and dribble it and score. And so, yeah, he does what the coach tells him to do, and he'll just sit there and set a screen and roll. But they 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 don't want that. They want a player who will give him freedom to, to use his talent and uh, be all that he can be. Um, so again, I, there's no crystal ball here, mm-hmm. but it sure sounds like that they like what they see in Virginia. And if a decision is forthcoming, uh, pretty soon, um, I would have to think Virginia's got a really good shot at, at landing this kid who, I mean, you talk about a bonus this late in the year, recruiting year, to get a five-star, essentially, player uh, that a couple of months ago probably nobody thought that they had a chance of landing. And, and you know, wow, what a way to finish this recruiting class. Uh, it could be a huge boost to this program. Uh a guy who can who can has the skill to do it all and wants to learn and he's a really good kid uh, from everything I can gather and uh, he, uh, he picked up a lot of basketball traits from his father but he also um, picked up a lot of just uh, character traits from his father who uh, self admittedly is a really laid back guy and the kid the kid. Uh, is also a laid back kid and just seems like to me, he's a perfect fit for Virginia's basketball program. I mean, his father is a graduate of university of Richmond, a really good school. From what I understand, Jaron would have spent a lot of his uh, formative years overseas because his dad was playing basketball overseas. Um, Maybe some influence of the European game in his game, which, uh, you know, would, would speak a little bit as, as to a guy who can be six ten and, have the skill set that he has, uh, you know, being able to create off the dribble for himself, not just have to uh, rely on, you know, being fed the ball. Um, and so, um, and, you know, the schools you mentioned, Jerry, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Georgetown, Missouri, North Carolina, Virginia, being the places he either has or will be visiting in, in the case of Carolina, um, especially with North Carolina, there's there's got to be some concern there. I'm certainly picking up some vibes from from the folks that I read who who cover Carolina basketball there's concern about Hubert Davis. Uh, you know, he's only two years into his tenure, but uh, you know, concerns about the longevity there. There, there are some people who are raising some questions there about that. So that might factor into a recruit's decision-making process too. So, uh, you know, a lot of this, yeah, this would be huge news for Virginia, a guy, a five-star that would almost uh, you, you know, who, who was originally a 2024 guy could be a 2023 guy. They're falling to their laps. That would <laughs> It'd be the biggest coup of all. Yeah, and um, I, yeah, I don't know how this factors in, or even if it does factor in. But um, 
Anthony Solomon, uh, who played for Terry Holland, and I uh, saw him this weekend at the Terry Holland Memorial. He was here and uh, was a three-time assistant coach for Mike Bray at Notre Dame and was associate head coach until Bray um, stepped down after this season. And Anthony, uh, certainly I talked to him. He, he wants to come home. He wants to come back to the state of Virginia and being a former Virginia player and um, incredible knowledge of the ACC where he's coached. He's been a head coach at, uh, I think it was Siena. I believe it was Siena. Hey, Bonaventure. Hey, Bonaventure. Yeah. 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 Bonaventure. yeah. Um, I mean, he's been around. He's seen it all. Um, he would be a, <laughs> I know Tony Bennett has a uh, an opening on his staff, and certainly we would never try to suggest to Tony Bennett who to hire. That's his own – Tony's his own man and makes his own decisions. But, uh, wow, uh, it'd be great to see Anthony, just from a personal standpoint, uh, for all of us who covered Anthony back in the day and have gotten, and known him over the years. And Mike Bray will tell you he's as fine a human being as you'll ever run into anywhere on the planet. Uh, how great would it be to have a guy with his knowledge and skill back in the fold at Virginia where he, he loves his alma mater? He's a, uh, a man of faith like Tony and uh, seems like he'd be a perfect fit for that staff. And it turns out that Anthony Solomon recruited Gerard <laughs> Stevenson uh, to Richmond and coached him at Richmond uh, under uh, Dooley and Beeline down there. And um, they have remained really good friends ever since. Um, how cool would that be? <laughs> that that connect- would, yeah. You, you get a guy like him on the staff. Uh, that would be a, you know, yeah, that would make uh, a home for Jaron, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Seems like a natural fit to me, but again, you know, I would never try to tell Tony Bennett what to do, uh, but certainly would be a sweet opportunity for Anthony and uh, and the Stevensons to get back together again. That's for sure. You know, I'll say I've been advocating about, I wrote a column earlier this week about that assistant coach opening. In fact, there'll be three when you factor in that there's two additional um, positions that are open up on July 1st, the NCAA ex- allowing for, for programs to expand their staffs by two if they want to, for, to go from three full-time assistants to five. Um, I've been advocating for someone from the outside. I, you know, I know Tony likes to, in, in recent years, he's he's largely hired from within. You know, he'll he'll put the support staff guys in, in roles and then elevate them to the, to the main staff. Um, I've been advocating just for, for an outside perspective, just because, you know, a lot of reasons, you know, it maybe to have some, some different principles brought in, you know, all the guys are Tony guys right now, even Brad Soderberg, who Tony coached under now is on the staff there, you know, so much similarity of thought uh, in in terms of how to play basketball, offense and defensive basketball uh, on that staff, maybe having someone from the outside with experience uh, who's coached under different guys, has different thoughts to bring to bear, could be a benefit for the staff. And, you know, I mean, that's in, in the context you're mentioning Anthony Solomon's name, he'd, he'd be a great guy. He's, he's, he's had, a, uh, you know, had all that experience in the ACC with Mike Bray, 
who's from the Coach K coaching tree. So that would bring some different thoughts in. Um, and also some different connections. I mean, you know, he's he he he's got his own Rolodex of of AAU coaches, high school coaches to bring to bear. So yeah, that that will be a hey, if we get both those guys, <laughs> it'll be a fun summer getting ready for basketball season. Wow, wouldn't it wouldn't it be? <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Um that that would I I just think that would be uh, a sweet move uh, all around. And yeah, yeah. I mean Gosh, uh, Virginia basketball, uh, what a shot in the arm that would be to get to land this kid. And it, it would just be neat to see that connection again between uh, his dad and, and Anthony. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so for those who were listening to the podcast or watching us on YouTube, haven't looked at the website yet, go to Jerry's website, get more uh, on, on all that story right there. Uh, get all the details uh, from jerryratcliffe.com. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's Big Time Steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much I ran my first marathon that year. Then because I believed in the Goodfeet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Goodfeet store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com. More recruiting news, Jerry. Uh, for future year classes, you've, you've had some stories this week about some, some uh, some other efforts by Tony and the staff. Yeah, uh, for the class of 2024, um, I think they've offered 11 or 12 kids already. Um, and three of them are point guards. Uh, Daniel Freetag from Minneapolis, Travis Perry from Edieville or Eddieville, Kentucky. I'm not familiar with that town. And uh, the latest is Christian Bliss uh, from George School in Newtown, Pennsylvania. Uh, he just played his junior year there and had quite a year. Uh, his previous two years, he uh, started, I think, uh, freshman and sophomore years for Archbishop Malloy in New York City, um, which is uh, a power, a longtime powerhouse. I, I think that's where Jim Laranego. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Basketball. And uh, that for that, uh, I forget the name of the coach, a uh, longtime coach who passed away this in the, in the last year or two. Um, no surprise that Larinaga has offered this kid as well as uh, Villanova and um, Penn State, St. John's, Xavier, and a host of other schools. He's a four-star point guard, 6'4", good size, 205. Um, 
top 100 uh, by on three, um, hovering around top 100 by uh, rivals and 247. But um, he was all state uh, Pennsylvania this past year. Uh, he was his conference's player of the year. He averaged 20 points a game. 5.2 assists, shot 56% from the field, 43% from threes. So the guy, mm-hmm. guy's got game. Um, he plays for a guy who, uh, Ben uh, Luber, uh, who's a former Penn State player, um, and he set the school's single season scoring record, 578 points as a junior, including a uh, school and conference record 39 points in one game, a record that has stood since 1999. Um, He visited Villanova in April, and he's had an unofficial visit to Virginia. He was here for the Virginia win over Duke uh, back in February. Um, We'll all always remember that game for a variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons, yeah. (laughs) Uh, and this kid has uh, been accomplished uh, for quite a while, Chris. He he was so good as an eighth grader uh, that St. John's uh, sent an assistant to scout him uh, in the eighth grade. Um, so he's he's a uh, he's a player, and uh, sounds like he's a, a Tony Bennett kind of guy, but. Uh, that, that's somebody to keep your eye on in the future. Another kid uh, from the class of 2025, Bryson Tiller, is a 6'9", power forward from Atlanta. And uh, I, I wasn't familiar with this uh, system in Atlanta, but apparently they, he didn't play high school ball this year. He played in something called the – Pro League in Atlanta uh, hmm. called uh, Overtime Elite. Um, he's a composite number five player in the country for 2025, number four in the country by 247 Sports, number six in the country by Rivals, the number one prospect in the state of Georgia, number four power forward in the country. And uh, he's the first high school sophomore to ever sign with Overtime Elite. And he played alongside uh, the, uh, I guess it's Alsar and Amen Amen Thompson twins, uh, who are both projected as NBA draft lottery picks. and they won the city, they the uh, overtime elite city championship. Uh, he scored uh, in double figures in twelve of the fifteen games, including fifteen and eight in the championship game. And he says that he his game really advanced playing alongside these two guys um, as a essentially a sophomore and and really advanced. His abilities. He's got a great mid-range jumper, uh, which you don't see a lot of that these days. Uh, really good on-ball defender, <clears throat> and um, 
Uh, I mean, he just sounds like a terrific prospect for down the road. Uh, he's already been offered by Virginia, Florida, Auburn, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Houston, Indiana, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Xavier. Um, it's five star already as a, a, a coming out of his sophomore season. So, um, uh, pretty darn good prospect there. Um, so you, you know, you, you get you got him and the Bliss kid and uh Jaron Stevenson. Uh, you end up getting those three guys, you're probably going to win a national championship somewhere in the very near future. <laughs> Yeah, I'm reading about this overtime elite uh, that you, you talked about, Jerry. I, I knew yeah, I'd heard about, about it. Have you got some research on that? Just a little bit here. Yeah, it's actually something that um, uh, it's a, it's a uh, was was founded in Atlanta just a couple of years ago, 2021, by a couple of uh, basketball businessmen. Um, players can either get paid or uh, choose a scholarship option to maintain their college eligibility. But the, some of the players actually do play, uh, do do um, sort of an NIL kind of way, make up to $100,000 a year. Um, they get health and disability insurance, college scholarship money. It's got some interesting people associated with it. Kevin Ollie, um, the former UConn coach, is the was the first head coach and and named head of the player development. Damian Wilkins, um, the former former longtime NBA player, is the general manager, like uh, basically the chief administrator of the program. Uh, it's a it's a training program that also offers uh, schooling, a four to one student teacher ratio. Um, they can actually, uh, you know, get some college credits out of this as well. So really interesting little enterprise here. And so when you talk about, uh, you know, the numbers he's putting up in that league, that's against elite other other elite players. That's not, you know, putting up numbers against uh, kids from some geographic high school. You know, this he's he's putting up some numbers against other top players in, in the Atlanta area. And, and I would assume maybe across the country as well. Yeah. I don't know what kind of schedule they play. Uh, I, I had never heard of this league until this kid popped up on the radar, but uh, sounds like it's something that may be trending around the country. If this is successful, which it sounds like it is um, just yet another um, wave of new stuff. Coming to high school and college basketball, along with NIL uh, deals for high school players, which the state of Virginia has approved recently. So mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, just a, a whole new world of stuff that we never thought we'd see five years ago. <laughs> just something else and something else, too, for the coaches to have to deal with, you know, it, it, yeah. you know, it, it's hard enough recruiting 365 days a year and they have to do it, you know. If they if they could have 730 days a year, they could they, they still wouldn't have enough time. Now with the transfer portal, they had you know Tony and staff pretty much had to hit the ground running right after the ball went through the net against Furman um, to to get next year's team together, and they're still working on that two months later. So yeah, and 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 so this kind of thing definitely uh, just another wrinkle. <laughs> yeah, it really is, and um, wow, I, it's got to be tough to be a college coach. <laughs> It's never been easy, but it's even harder now. Yeah, I, I I do not envy them the, you know, whatever money they make, they earn as far as I'm concerned. Uh, um, one other, so in, in that context, we should talk about the news involving Reese Beekman. Uh, Beekman put his name in the NBA draft pool uh, after the after the end of the season. Uh, we've gone back and forth about uh, 
what will happen with him? Will he will he stay in the draft? Will he go? Uh, one bit of news: we reading tea leaves here, but he did he did get an official invite to the NBA Draft Scout Combine or NBA Draft Combine, I should call it. Um, Seventy eight players get those invites. There are fifty eight draft picks, but uh, that would seem to show that he's considered one of the top seventy eight guys anyway. Uh, and um, you know that that's that that will delay whatever decision he has to make. That combine is is next week, so. Um, you know, it's a few days of practices, scrimmages, uh, some games and that kind of thing. And then then presumably we'll we'll hear from from Reese whether he'll you know be staying or going. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he has until May 31st to make up his mind. And um, I guess, you know, it could be like Trey Murphy. You go to the combine, you you have a good combine and you go work out for some teams that might be interested in you and. Yeah, who knows? Um, uh, speaking of Trey Murphy, that's that's one of the guys that Tony Bennett compared uh, Jaron Stevenson to, um, and the Stevensons know the Murphy family, so um, that might be another bonus in Virginia's cap. <laughs> but uh, to see how he developed so quickly at Virginia, um, but I've, I've never seen a guy ascend through the ranks as quickly as Trey Murphy did. And who knows, uh, Bigman might show up and, and shoot lights out and uh, show people that he has more offense than what we saw the, the past season at UVA. And uh, it could be on his way. But uh, personally, I'd love to see him come back for one more year at Virginia. Just I, I think he'd this team desperately needs uh, his leadership, I think, because he's the one guy that's been around the block. And I know he has the respect of the other players. And, you know, for his own sake, uh, he'll do what he feels like is best for him. And I'm sure Tony wants it that way as well. But uh, selfishly, I'd like, to, I'd like to see him come back for another year because I just like the kid and I'd like to see him play. <laughs> You know, I did an analysis piece last week, uh, looking at from from the career perspective, what 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 might he do, and what were his his opportunities be, his chances be, and that kind of thing. And you know, if he's a, if he's in this draft combine, uh, I, I would assume that at the worst, he's viewed by NBA front offices um, who have to have some input into who, who gets these these coveted slots in that combine as a guy who could contend at least if not be a late second round pick and we're seeing mock drafts some have him as a late second round pick quite a few don't have him going in the draft but as an undrafted free agent he could he could play in a summer league he could get an invite to a camp in September and play his way into the league or he could he could get a two-way deal you know, you know one of those deals where you get um so many days in the NBA so many days in the G League um, the salary for that this year, I, we know because Ty Jerome is was one of those guys this year. Uh, this year was five hundred eight thousand dollars. You can assume it'll go up a little bit, but that's the the rough range is five hundred to five hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. The floor, I mean, at worst, he's going to be a G, a full time G League guy. Kyle Guy was a second round pick in twenty nineteen, played his first full in first full pro season in the G League, made about seventy thousand um, dollars. The gamble that he would be making would be, all right, if I come back for a year, 
show these the, the NBA front office types that look, I can be a lead scorer. I can, I can, you know, I can be a double digit scorer. I can, you know, have I can average six or seven or eight assists a game in addition to my great defense. Make himself a first round pick. Uh, you know, Ty Jerome was a first round pick. Uh, three years of guaranteed millions. I mean, you know, Ty Jerome was a late first round pick, and he made about five million dollars in those three years. Um, Kyle Guy was a second round pick, and he made about a million dollars in his three years, and now he's playing in Spain. So, you know, if 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 Beekman decides to come back, it's because he thinks he can become a first round pick, and if he decides to go, um, it's most likely his his concession that I, you know, I. I I'm not going to improve myself in a year to, to becoming a first round pick. I, I should just go now. That's kind of, that's where I read his decision being between. Yeah. And uh, with the reputation we, which we talked about in relation to Stevenson, um, for, you know, Virginia's reputation is for developing players, making them better. So I would think another year under Tony and his staff, uh, he would get better. Uh, in all phases, particularly on offense, something that they would be focusing on trying to improve. And there would probably be more um, expectations for him to be a better offensive player. They're going to need his offense probably and uh, his leadership. And I I would think that uh, he could craft himself into a number one, or excuse me, a first round pick. with one more year of seasoning in that program, but you know, I could be wrong, but I certainly would be surprised if that wasn't the case that he um, could make some vast strides in his offensive game in, in another year. And, and, and this, if, if that were to be the case, uh, this process he's been going through uh, the combine uh, auditioning for you know for individual teams with workouts and that kind of thing could be very valuable to him he could get the feedback you know we love this we we need you to work on this and come back with that knowledge um instead of having to guess at what he needs to work on and um yeah and 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 that could all work out so yeah i'm with you jerry i mean selfishly i want to see him come back he is he is a a a great human being a, a really good basketball player um, he could make the team better for one more year, but if he has an opportunity, if he like Trey Murphy, this time two years ago, Trey Murphy was still a late second round pick, and then he he had, yeah. he blew everybody's doors off on his his workouts and his combine, and he was a mid first round pick, and now he's he's been a really good pro uh, in New Orleans for the for the uh, for the what, two two seasons. Uh, he had a really good season this year um, with all the injuries New Orleans uh, suffered. He was putting up some big numbers for, for New Orleans this year. So he came to Virginia from Rice with almost no acclaim and in one year became that guy. So, um, so yeah, we, you know, whatever's best for Reese, uh, whatever's best for, you know, certainly Tony Bennett will support that, but yeah, I'm like you selfishly come back for one more year. <laughs> and he's making some pretty good money too. <laughs> well, yeah, Trey certainly is. Uh, he was in the dunk contest. Uh, you know, he, he, he he's, Eventually, if Zion Williamson can ever get on the court for more than a few games at a time, uh, he'll be playing with, uh, uh, you know, uh, some guys uh, there uh, that can that that New Orleans team has all the makings of a uh, a team that has longevity, it has a chance to to win some titles, uh, and he could be a key cog in that. Um, assuming a lot, assuming that Zion Williamson can be on the court for, for you know more than a couple months 
each season. But uh, I mean, I, I, his futures, his future is bright. And I was thinking when you talked about Jaron Stevenson, I, you know, I, I was talking with someone today about him. And the first guy that came to mind was, was a Trey Murphy type uh, taller. And actually the one difference I would even say with Jaron Stevens, at least from what I read about his game, um, Trey Murphy is now starting to develop the ability to, to score off the dribble, kind of create his own shot, but he was mainly a three and D guy in the NBA. Uh, everything I read and, and have seen about Stevenson, he can actually at six ten create off the dribble for himself already at, at the yeah. at young age now. So, um, so maybe a, a, an improved version of Trey Murphy, if, if, if Virginia fans can let themselves dream that big. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? And Wouldn't that be have, nice, yeah. Have him, have him around for at least a couple of years. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know how long he'd stick uh, in college if he is has that kind of talent. But uh, <laughs> certainly, be nice to have that kind of player in the program. No question about it. No question about it. No question. Well, I think we've covered a lot here, Jerry. I know uh, you want to thank the sponsors as we're getting ready to wrap up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Aberdeen Barn. Um, I know a bunch of the uh, former players who were here for the Terry Holland uh, Memorial last weekend. I know they ended up, uh, some of them ended up at the barn, The particularly the night before. I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of the former coaches and players, I think, showed up at the barn. So if you were over there, uh, you probably saw some celebrities. I, there were people there I didn't expect to see, like Olden Polonese. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't have any idea that Olden would be there. And I mean, players from all decades, and it was uh, uh, from all, all the way back to Wally Walker and uh, and uh, some of those guys from that era, uh, all the way up to Sean Singletary, who who actually didn't play for Terry, but just wanted to be around. Um, some of those guys and learn more about the history of the program. He, he had no idea that, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, I can't remember now. There were a couple of guys he didn't know that had ever been associated with Virginia, but, uh, uh, I think maybe coaches or something, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he had gotten to know them a little bit and, uh, he had never gotten a chance to speak to Rick Carlisle before. Um, and even though I think he was in one of their training camps or something, didn't really have much uh, contact, but uh, just eager to learn more about being in touch with the whole uh, Virginia basketball family. It was quite a remarkable uh, afternoon having all those people under one roof for maybe the only time in history. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of those people were under the Aberdeen barn roof too. So uh, go visit our sponsor, the best steak, finest steakhouse in Virginia. Uh, go by and get a great meal and great atmosphere. Also the good feet store with uh, Mr. Jonathan Cotton leading the way. Um, I think they're opening new stores all over the place. I know they uh, opened one in Cleveland not long ago. I think they've opened up somewhere else since then. Um, what a good man he is, and uh, he supports Virginia through the NIL and uh, other facets and does a lot of promotions at basketball games and, and other events. And um, just a good guy. And uh, if, you, if you're having 
any discomfort in walking or running. They have a specially fitted arches for your foot that will relieve any of that discomfort. And even if you don't have discomfort, they can make you feel like you're walking on air. So go by and see them at their store in Stonefield. And also uh, our good friends um, with Roback, uh, a locally owned and located company, one of the fastest rising sportswear companies in America. And they have women's lines, men's lines uh, for golf, uh, dress up, whatever you like. Um, in our, uh, wide array of colors and fashion that uh and very comfortable too so uh check their ad out on our website and uh click on jerry and get a discount so uh thank all these sponsors we really couldn't do this without them and we appreciate their support Thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to uh, you folks for listening in and uh, go read up on Jaron Stevenson, jerryradcliffe.com. Uh, a lot of details there about the discussion that uh, conversation that Jerry had with uh, Jared Stevenson and some insight into uh, what could be some exciting news, hopefully coming down the pike for Virginia in a few weeks. For Jerry Radcliffe, I'm Chris Graham signing off. Everyone have a great week.